BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, it is FMC. I am Jeremy. That is SP3. Monday morning, the final Monday of August, and it's a big day, SP3. It's a big day. Last night, it happened. We got it. How excited are you? The new Taylor Swift album, it's coming in October, SP3. How excited are you? Come on. Uh, I am am so excited. I'm at a loss for words. I'm going to let you... (laughs) talk about this because you know i know all the swifties they clicked on this link wanting to hear about jeremy lambert talk about you know taylor swift's new critically acclaimed album so the vmas were last night did you know the vmas are still a thing sp3 because i did i didn't realize i was utterly shocked i was (laughs) utterly shocked that the vmas are still a thing i wouldn't have known anything about the vmas if it wasn't for uh the challenge twitter account posted uh, a couple of the the challenge all-stars at the show mj was there joanna uh joanna uh john a excuse me john a was there uh and uh what's his what's his name the guy that got beat by wes that's what yes 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 was there. oh yes okay yeah and tina tina was there you know the oh, real goodness. star of wall stars <laughs> i don't follow the challenge account I, I don't i just don't uh so i did not know the vmas were last night until i saw a couple people uh denise Salcedo tweeted that taylor swift was there so i was like oh okay the vmas are tonight awesome didn't watch watched f boy island start of season two sv3 we're gonna we're gonna talk about that you gotta watch the f boy island oh man this is just horrible garbage television and season two we found out is it's already wrapped it's done so all the episodes are on hbo max so we started watching season two last night i learned about the vmas uh we're on last night so late night i I saw the taylor swift had announced a new album and then at midnight she posted it comes out october 21st and it's called midnight and it's 13 songs that she just wrote on sleepless nights and she wrote them, and now it's going to be an album. This is going to be the greatest album of all time. I'm going to say it right now. Did she write, greatest did she album write all, all the all the songs at midnight? It's, I don't know. You know, Maybe she was up at like 3 a.m. one night, and, and she wrote them. It's just sleepless nights. I don't know about you. When I'm having those sleepless nights when I, I'm, I can't sleep, and then I wake up, and then I'm feeling like kind of creative, and you know, in my head I'm thinking – of all of these things of like, oh man, I can do this. I can do that. Uh, you know, she is channeling that into music. SB3. Those nights during the Kanye beef, 
when she she couldn't sleep and she's gonna wake up and she's just pinning lyrics about Kanye. She's pinning lyrics about the 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 asshole who took her songs. She's pinning lyrics about the breakups and everything. This is when people do their best thinking when they can't sleep and they're they're in the just wake up in the middle of the night and they're like, I gotta get this creativity out. Like the the creativity is full. I have all these thoughts. I have all these thoughts that are making me not be able to sleep. And now she's gonna put them to paper. She's already the greatest singer songwriter of all time. Midnight Taylor Swift putting these thoughts on paper, the greatest album of all time. I so so I think people I think people know this. If they don't, they're, now they're gonna know. Getting married early October. I think some people know the date. You know the date. Getting married early October. This album comes out mid October, kind of latish October. I've requested to delay the wedding from early October to after this album comes out. Yeah, if you if you if you've booked to come to come to the wedding, I want you to know change your travel plans now. We're delaying the wedding until after the album comes out because we got to have songs from this album on on the playlist. We got to have songs from this album on the playlist. So That's preposterous, I, but No, 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 it's not. We got to have the new the the new album. We got to have the new songs at the wedding playlist. This is a must. We can't have our wedding early October and then a couple weeks later, the new Taylor Swift album comes out and then the wedding is like, we didn't have any new songs on there. We got to have them. It's got to be like the first wedding with the new, we're going to get married. So October 21st is when this album comes out at midnight. The The new wedding date, everybody, is October 21st at 2 a.m. 2 a.m. is the new wedding date. And we're just going to play the entire album. Our wedding is going to double as a Taylor Swift Midnight's listening party. That's going to be our wedding. I have like a silent wedding where everybody Your has UK audio is terrible. It's terrible, SP3. You're a robot no, right it's a, now. It's garbage. It's only, it's only like that because my daughter is behind me, literally kicking me in the back and uh, messing up my microphone. Can you hear me now? A little bit, yes. But your your audio, your video was also terrible as well. So there, it's fixing. Oh, that might be. It's fixing. It itself. might be because this one is in in the back of me, trying to mess things fixing. up. But okay. it's fixed. Is it fixed now? Yeah, it, it seems good? okay. Yeah. Great. Great. I don't understand anything you just said. Um, I, I think that you, it sounds like you're going to have like a silent wedding where everybody has earphones and they're listening oh. to Taylor Swift's album. No, 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 no. We're going to play it over the loudspeaker for everybody. Oh, I no, mean, that's no one wants idea. to do that. No, no everybody wants, to, wants do to do that. It's my wedding, SB3. This is what we're going to do. Everyone's got to acquiesce. It's my, it's my special day. My Who's your wedding thing? planner? I want to I want to speak to J Lo. I want to speak to Jennifer Lopez. Whoever your wedding planner is, I want to speak one. to. We should get one. I mean, they're costly, so that's no fun. It, why wouldn't you get Jennifer Lopez? I heard that's her occupation after that movie. We're getting Taylor Swift to play at the wedding. See, look, look at, look at, look at your your poor your the poor sweet future future Mrs. Lambert. Is saying SP3 help. See, this is a cry for help. This is ridiculous. She's messaging me. And 
She has messaged me and says, let's calm down about calling her the greatest singer songwriter yes, of all time. That's a, no, did you I'm see not going to calm down. When you said it's that? the truth. It's the truth. The greatest singer songwriter of all friggin' time. You could have just said her generation. Swift. You could have said no, her generation, time. and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have reacted. You're ridiculous. All time in the history of mankind on this planet, on any other planet. That is the truth. That's the truth. Name one who is better. Michael Jackson. Who? Oh, will you stop? Who? Will you stop? You're preposterous. Who's Michael Jackson? Whitney Houston. Who? Oh, my God. I never heard of these people. Name me one song that they've written better than all too well 10-minute version. They're, uh, the entire Man in the Mirror album... Oh, uh, for Michael Jackson, the Thriller album. Song? That's a Justin Timberlake song. Justin Timberlake's another greater, uh, better singer songwriter. Absolutely not. Did you listen to his last yes. album, Prince? Thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, D D Camel, uh, Prince. Prince is another. Which one. Prince? Which one? There's a lot of them throughout history. It's like no, Prince there's George, only there's Prince only Harry, one. Purple Prince Rain. Michael. The, the 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 creator of Purple Rain. Rain, rain's not purple. Oh my god. I hate you. The Beatles. The, yeah. I've heard of the Beatles. John, Paul, Ringo, and Thomas. Those are the Beatles. <laughs> right? I, I love I love you mixing the challenge bit with this bit. <laughs> you would you would do good at the challenge. You would do good at trivia for the challenge. The Beatles. I've heard of them. I got them all right, right? Those are the four. Are there five? You you could you you could tell me. I I don't know. I have never listened Beatles? to the Beatles. I have never listened to the Beatles. Yeah, that's probably no. I've heard I've heard some songs. I'm lying. I have heard some songs from the Beatles, but I I named singer John Lennon that are greater. John John Lennon and Paul McCartney ain't got shit on Taylor Swift. All right, nothing. She, she, you're the also the feature Mrs. Lambert messaged me on Twitter and says, "Do not listen to that man." Thank you. She just said Thank she's you. gonna fight all of us. Who is all of us? <laughs> not me. I didn't do anything. I am disagreeing with everything you were. No, saying you 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 disrespected the Beatles by saying you've never listened to their music. She's a huge Beatles fan. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I am sorry. I I just haven't. I'm, uh, Rihanna. So I just looked it hold up. on, A Shock. I you're, just looked it up. Timeout. A Shock's in timeout. I like Rihanna. Greatest, Let's calm down. greatest singer songwriters. Kurt Cobain is up here. Um, never heard of him. Never heard of Kurt Cobain. What? What? Name me one good song he's done. Smells like Teen Spirit. He did DDP's theme? Oh, God. I hate you. I really do sometimes. There's a whole list. If you Google, if you Google greatest singer and songwriters, Go Taylor Google Swift lies. never shows up. Never shows up. You can't listen to Google SB3. You can't do it. Hey, I'd rather listen to Google than what, whatever type of BS you were talking about here. You can't listen uh, Paul, to Google. Paul McCarthy is up here. Bruce, Paul Bruce McCarthy, is he related to Alex? He probably doesn't show up either. 
He's supposed to go to these band sessions and he just didn't show up. He showed up when I hosted Pillar to Post. That's all I know. He doesn't. I'm a Caden says Chris Jericho. He's also in timeout. All these people are. (laughs) Why are you putting me on timeout? Because they're they're wrong about things. Oh God! If they're wrong, I'm putting them in timeout. Bruce Springsteen. Who? Oh God, Johnny Cash. Oh, I got the greatest. greatest Okay, let me let me say this. Let me say this about Johnny Cash. All right, people are gonna say, "Oh, he's so great. He did all the these great things." This is like saying, you know, Will Ospreay. Oh, I just use a wrestling analogy. Sorry, sorry, everybody. Yeah, mute yourself. Mute yourself so I can name some better singer songwriters. Prince, Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder. This man is this man is disrespecting the blind. He is disrespecting the blind out here in these streets for his love of Taylor Swift. Stevie freaking wonder. Are you kidding me? Are never, you kidding never me? heard of him. Never heard of him. Um, let me tell you about Johnny Cash. People think, let me go back Stevie, to my Johnny Cash. Stevie wonder created the greatest happy birthday song of all time. Happy no, that Mar- birthday. That was Marilyn to Monroe. You. That was Marilyn Monroe. Happy okay? birthday was... to you. Happy I... birthday. Stop. That was Marilyn Monroe. That's the greatest. No, stop. 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 Birthday. Stop. Happy birthday. Stop it. You're muted. Knock it off. Marilyn Monroe has the greatest happy birthday song. Okay. Let me tell you about Johnny Cash. People think this guy is great. I don't know why. I don't get it. Just because he played in front of five people at a prison doesn't make him great. It, that doesn't mean anything. People want to people want to equate that. Oh, he's such a great artist. You know the the art of it all, the art form, because he played in front of five people. Big deal. Big deal. SB three play in front of everybody. Play in front of the whole stadium, sold out stadiums. How's his merch sales doing? How's his merch sales doing? SB three. How's the Johnny Cash merch sales? It's doing pretty well. It's doing pretty good. Cool. Justifiably low is how uh, they're will doing. You stop. So will you stop, Jeremy Omega? Uh, you got you got uh, Stevie Nicks, Kate Bush, Kate Bush, Kate Bush. Who? Oh my God, Who's Kate Bush! How dare you? Running Who's up that? that hill, running up that hill. She's oh, she did one the song that Stranger team. Things, one shot, yeah. one song Stranger Things used, and now everybody thinks she's great. See, I can't no. even. I can't even That's say. I can't even say Barely Taylor Swift. I can't even say Taylor Swift is the greatest singer songwriter of her generation because you know what gen- generation we're living in. We're living in the same generation of Lauren Hill, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. That's the greatest songwriting Who? album of all time. Oh, dude, Who? mute yourself. Mute yourself no. for disrespecting Lauren Hill. Who? Everything is. Is that everything. who Kate Bush was running up on? Running up that Lauren Hill. After winter, must come spring. Change comes eventually. What is this? Oh my God, you're ridiculous. What 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 song is this? What are you singing? Terrible. You're you're wrong. All these people are wrong. And the chat, who Caden's got like 15 YouTube names apparently, <laughs> just to come in here on the chat. All of you are wrong. Greatest singer-songwriter of all 
time. All time. Taylor Swift. Man, Alanis new album. Morissette. Alanis Morissette new album. did what Taylor Swift is doing now better. Because she did one album? One? Yep. That album was good. Yep. I'm not going to lie. She did yep. one. Yeah. Taylor Swift been doing this for years, SP3. Decades. One album don't mean shit. It does. It does when it's basically Taylor Swift's whole shtick is complaining and whining about people that broke up with her. Absolutely not. Or hurt Absolutely. her feelings. No. She she brings out the emotions. The emotions, SP3. You feel things when you listen to her music. I felt you things when I listened to Miss Education of Lauryn Hill. And your bones. Your soul and your bones. You feel it when you hear her voice. You feel it. Yes, haters are going to hate, 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 hate. JJ, that song's playing at the wedding. Oh, God. We're going to dance. I taught all the kids the, the shake it off dance. It's going to be great. We're going to do a whole choreography bit. Fantastic. Oh, my God. This... The wedding has been delayed until October 21st at 2 a.m. It's a wedding at a Taylor Swift Midnight's listening party now. Everybody's invited. Come out. Come enjoy the sweet, sultry sounds of the greatest singer-songwriter of all time putting together the greatest yes. album of all time. I've not heard a single song from this album. I don't need to hear a single song from this album. Will it's going to be the right. greatest of all hey. time. Will Chisholm is right. He's burying the culture for Taylor Swift. He said bearing, not burying. No, he, he meant burying. Bearing. No, you're burying the culture. I don't know Taylor what bearing Swift. means. Like a grizzly You're bear. Burying. I'm I'm his I'm his interpreter. He wrote burying. He, 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 he wrote burying. It's okay. It's okay. Well, I can't take him serious if he messed up. Oh god. I can't take him serious. All these people in the chat are wrong. All of you are wrong. Taylor Swift, the only singer-songwriter who matters. All of these other people never heard of them. Don't we're, listen to their music. We're literally don't care to we listen are. to their music. I'm sure it's awful, but you know, you guys, you guys enjoy what you enjoy. I don't hate SP3's Frozen. I did not do this. He is frozen because he spoke ill of the greatest singer-songwriter of all time. And this is what happens. God struck him down on this show for trying to speak ill of Taylor Swift. Even God doesn't, even God doesn't like people who are going to try to speak ill of Taylor Swift. This is what happens. God knows. God is up there right now. He is saying it. He's saying Jeremy's right. He's always been right. He gets it. SP3 is just, he's done on this show. This is what happens, everybody. Don't speak ill of Taylor Swift. All right? Just don't do it. SP3's gone. I didn't boot him. He booted himself when he decided to speak this nonsense that he's been speaking about these irrelevant singers and songwriters. This is just what happens. Don't do it. New Taylor Swift album. Cannot be more excited for this. Are you going to continue to speak ill of Taylor Swift? God struck you down on this show. No, I left. <laughs> no, you got frozen. You were frozen for like three minutes and then you left because you had to get back in. But God said, don't do it. That was God's doing, not mine. Are we done now? Are you done? done? 
Are you are done you burying done? the culture? Are you done disrespecting the soul of Michael Jackson? Uh, you, you're disrespecting an all-time great in Stevie Wonder. Ridiculousness. Lauren Hill. I don't know who these people are. Never heard of them. Can we move on now? Talk about Everybody. new Laker, new Laker great, new Laker legend, Patrick Beverly. Everybody is invited to the wedding, October 21st, 2 a.m. It's more of a Taylor Swift listening party than a wedding at this point. Like, it, it's not really a wedding. It's just a Taylor Swift listening party. <laughs> uh, getting a lot of messages from the fiance. <laughs> As you should. As you should. Keep him coming. Keep him coming with this ridiculousness. He is dis he is disrespected Hi. my entire childhood of singer songwriters. Would you like to speak ill of Taylor Swift? I will fight you on air right now. Beat his ass. SP3 says beat his ass. That doesn't happen. I, I'm not gonna say that. That'll get me in trouble. People won't understand it. That's a bit. <laughs> Don't come in here. Don't come in here. This You saw what God did to SB3. You saw it. He's going to. You can't throw anything at me. Get out of here if you're going to disrespect Taylor Swift. Go listen to John, Paul, Ringo, and what's he? Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. Go listen to him. Oh, so, huh? so the, she's the only reason you know the names of the Beatles. No, I know John Paul and, and Ringo. I don't know. The, the fourth one is Thomas, I think. Jimmy? Is his name Jimmy? That's a made-up name. Yeah, nobody in the history has ever been called George. Maybe one famous George. George Michael? Who? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. 
you made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. The guy from Arrested Development? (laughs) That too. (laughs) That's a great show. We should talk about that sometime. That is a very good show. It's a very great show. (laughs) You remind me of of an older, bitter Michael Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's a compliment or not. (laughs) I like Michael Sarah. Is he like bitter? No, no, no. I'm saying you're the oh, older, just... bitter version. Oh, fair, <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I'm very excited for the new Taylor Swift album as it gets. Apparently so. Apparently so. I'm pumped, SV3. I'm pumped. New Taylor I hope, Swift I hope, I, hope, I hope there's some, like, Swifty stand accounts that click on this video and just screen it and just clip you. Just going off. Hell Disrespect yeah. I'm gonna... Wonder, Michael Jackson. Never heard of these people. Don't know who these people are. Oh, man. You know who I do know, SV3? is Russell Westbrook. Speaking of people who are going to fight other people. <laughs> please. Please defend. Please, please defend this trade for Patrick Beverly. You did a great job with Taylor Horton Tucker. You got a lot out of him. Yeah, big time move. We said we were going to make big moves with uh, THT. We held on to him for uh, longer than we probably should have. And we made the okay. big move that was needed, that was necessary. Because as a member of the new media, I have to support their acquisition of Member another member of the new media, Patrick Beverly. They heard him. They heard him on ESPN. He got all the clicks. He got all the clicks, the YouTube views, the the, the ratings for first take and get up and all those shows were higher than ever before when Patrick Beverly was on there. And he said, and I quote, he was like a prophet, a prophet, ladies and gentlemen, when Patrick Beverly, Patrick uh, uh Elliot Beverly went on air, and he said, if I go to the Lakers tomorrow, we making the championship. We making the uh-huh. championship. You know why? Because he's got that grit. He's got that grit. He's got that passion. He's got that defense that will get you injured and take you out of the playoffs. Oh, my <laughs> bad. That's another guy that's on the team. So, you know, this is a bigger sign. This is the big sign that Russell Westbrook ain't going to be here much longer. We're going to call up the Utah Jazz again, and we're going to be like, hey, Utah, we got we got a good old Russell Westbrook for you to get one year. You know, it's, it works with your rebuilding plan one year. You're, you're, you're throwing this next year. It's pretty obvious. You're throwing next year. So call up them again. Get Michael Conley. Get Bondanovich. Get all the guys that they want to ship off because they're going to send uh, Donovan Mitchell to the Raptors or the Knicks. They ain't going to send it to the Lakers because that's too much good wealth for the Lakers. So we'll get your Michael Conleys. We'll get your Bondanovages. And we will have have assembled a defensive master class between Mr. 94 Feet, Patrick Elliott Beverly, and top five MVP candidate, top five dead or alive. And that's just on one season, LP. 
Anthony Davis and the one of the greatest players of all time, top five, dead or alive, LeBron James. Championship for the Lakers. It's going to be Lakers versus Celtics once again. Back in the playoffs, back in the NBA Finals, thanks to Mr. 94 Feet, Patrick Elliott Beverly. First off, I like your Jamie Kiss reference. Secondly, this is a stupid trade. If they are unable to trade Russell Westbrook, this is a very dumb trade. Very dumb trade. You're going to put Westbrook and Beverly on the same team when there's no evidence that they have squashed anything. Because Beverly was on these shows. You traded for a talking a talking head hot take artist. Great job. They may as well have traded for you or me, SB3. They may as well have traded for you or me. Beverly was on these shows burying Westbrook over the summer. None of this is a good look. I don't think Beverly, by the way, is as good as people think he is at this point of his career. I don't know if you're doing a bit or not right now, but his three-point shooting was way down last season. Way down. It was like league average, which is fine, but he used to be like a way above average, which is is good. Like that's what you want. Like right now it's just like an average three-point shooter. But if you're advertised as a 3 and D guy, you probably got to be more than an average three-point shooter. His defense, he run around and trick y'all. Right? He doesn't actually play defense. He's not, he's like not like a terrible defender. I'm not going to I'm not going to go full Westbrook. He's not like a bad defender. I don't think he's as good as he's made out to be because a lot of defense is just like based on reputation and like oh he used to be a good defender, so he's still a good defender. Like he's not. He's just not that good of a defender at this point in his career i don't i understand their point for trading for patrick beverly because they think he's a three and d guy they think he's gonna help and they think he's gonna fix problems i think the headache especially if westbrook is around is not worth it at all like those two are just gonna are are just gonna go at it and i don't think they're gonna go at it in a good way i think they're gonna go at it in a more detrimental way to the team you see lebron on twitter he's defending Westbrook, he's like, my, my guy's going to go off this season. LeBron's probably thinking, yeah, he's going to go off on another team. He ain't going to be here. I still think their end game is to trade Westbrook. I don't know if they're able to trade Westbrook. If they're not, this is a bad move. This is a very bad move for the Lakers. Not on court. On court, 2K, drop this in 2K. Cool. It's a nice little pickup here. Off court, real life team chemistry. That team chemistry on that little slider on the team chemistry 2K, that shit went from 15 to zero. It was already low. They just completely nuked it. They got to schedule them off days. They got to schedule therapy sessions. They got to schedule rest days. Whatever else you can schedule on that. No practice. Practice ain't building no chemistry because they're just going to fight each other. They got to schedule what? They got to schedule outings. Take them to the state fair. Take them to movies. You know, family fun time. This is the stuff they got to schedule on their off days to build this team chemistry. Because practice ain't going to build this chemistry. 
I just I just love all the hate. All the hate that's been coming from this deal this deal here. You people don't see the greatness you people. of Rob Palenka. Of, of Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka is the former agent of Kobe B. Bryant. Rob Palenka was the man that orchestrated the roster that that we won a championship with in 2020. Rob Palenka deserves more respect. He sees the bigger picture. We want we want to sell tickets. And what's going to sell better tickets than two you, teammates you me who want to fight James each other? Selling tickets. Who, who want to fight each other? Two teammates who want to fight each other every single night? You know when everybody was talking about the Miami Heat last year? It wasn't when they were a number one seed. It was when Yadonis Haslam was about to box Jimmy Butler on the on the uh on the sideline, you know, you know, the Golden State Warriors, they were among the biggest draws in NBA during the last season. They were together with KD, Steph Curry, Draymond, and Klay Thompson. But you know, when their ticket sales went even up even more after Draymond talked shit to, to, to KD, like, we don't need you. And they were about to box on the, on the sideline. People love controversy controversy and conflict creates cash and that's what rob palenka is thinking about we already got lebron james one of the biggest draws in the nba in year 20 but we needed that extra boots that extra boots of ticket sales because you know the the celtics are coming you know Kawhi's back on the clippers you got the golden state warriors the nba champions celtics rising to the top they needed that extra boost and we got that extra boost because conflict creates cash. We're going to be the highest selling um, basketball team out there. We're going to make the playoffs. We're going, we, we're going to go to the NBA finals as an eighth seed. We're going to have to go through the play-in. We're going to beat the number one seed. And we're going to go to the NBA finals. And we're going to burst the Boston Celtics. And we're going to beat them in seven games because that's what we do. Just go back and watch 2010. The Lakers will win the NBA championship. We will win number 18. And I will be on here laughing at all of y'all. Give me your honest take on this. No bit. Give me your honest take on this Patrick Beverly trade. This shit is awful. <laughs> um, I was really, I was really baffled, baffled by this decision making because we held on to THT when we could have got Buddy Healed. We could have got, we could have got all these other. They wouldn't trade him for that... Kyle Lowry. That was the big thing, right? Is like Kyle Lowry was supposed to be. Uh, in the, the THT trade, and they were like, "No, nope, and we didn't want to. We didn't want to trade him." Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. This is a baffling decision. You, if, if we had traded Russell Westbrook first and then got Patrick Beverly, I wouldn't be as baffled, and I would be closer to my original thoughts that I said on this air more than I would be. You know, about I'm somewhere in the middle of what I was just saying. And what I'm saying right now, I'm somewhere in the middle, but I do understand the people who think it's baffling. I, I did think it was baffling. Um, but as long as Russell Westbrook gets traded, at least by the trade deadline, I'm okay with this. I can live with this. And I'm not going to badmouth it like some people in the chat and like Jeremy Lambert, who immediately, who immediately caught the vigor of the karma gods. The karma gods heard you laughing 
and talking your crap about my Los Angeles Lakers. And now you're great. The great Chet Holmgren, the great Chet Holmgren that I spoke into existence on the the OKC Thunder. I've been saying this from the beginning of this show that I think that the the OKC Thunder should draft Chet Holmgren. And they drafted Chet Holmgren. And you know what happened to Chet Holmgren? He got injured. You know how he got injured? Playing a pickup game against who? Who? Los Angeles Lakers forward LeBron James. LeBron knew Chet was about to... LeBron knew Chet was about to take his spot, and he's like, can't have this happen. That's what Beverly's going to do to Westbrook in practice. That's really why Patrick Beverly's there. He's a hired gun to take out Westbrook in practice so they don't have to play him. That's why he's there. My other mind, jokingly, is that LeBron traded for Beverly to inspire Russell Westbrook. It's like, like you, you, we need to motivate you this season. What better way to motivate you than bring in Patrick Beverly to keep talking shit Oh, game that's gonna backfire because Beverly or Westbrook's gonna take it personal and he's gonna, you know, take all of his shots and try to be Patrick or try to be Russell Westbrook of six years ago. And he ain't Russell Westbrook of six months ago. So that ain't gonna end very well. Uh as far as Chet Holmes. Great lines in in FMC history. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna try to be Russell Westbrook of six years ago. He ain't Russell Westbrook of six months ago. That's great. That was great. The Chet Holmgren injury is very unfortunate. Uh, like on one hand, it helps our tanking odds for next year, and we can get Victor Wanabeo. I can't say his last name. I better maybe I should start. When Benyama, him, we can get him. I'm so I'm so good at this. I'm so good <laughs> at this. Well, I, I, even if you don't get Wen Benyama, who is kind of seems like the foregone conclusion number one overall pick. It, I, I, Money Bates, even though his stock has kind of gone down in the last couple of months, that would be good. I think that would be that would fit your team a little bit more. I don't know if we need another like tall, skinny guy who's who's obviously very good at basketball. But look, at, at the end of the day, you draft best player overall, like especially with a consensus number one pick like him. Uh, I do think it obviously it, it hurts. It it hurts the the timeline of things. I don't think the Thunder were going to be good this year, mind you. Like, I don't think they were going to actively try to tank like a lot of people thought. It's just, they're a young team. There are much better teams in front of them. That's really what it came down to. It's not even that they were like going to attempt to tank and throw games or whatever. That that doesn't happen. It's just, their best players are in their first, second, third year. And it's a team with a lot of new pieces and a lot of moving parts. It just wasn't going to be a good team. It's a team that's clearly on the come up, has a lot of talent. They just weren't going to be very good. Uh, It sets that timeline back now because Chet's going to miss an entire season of basketball. He's going to miss an entire season of playing with Shea, of playing with Giddy, developing that chemistry, developing a rhythm, developing just being in the NBA. Like he's going to miss all of that. And that's the unfortunate part of all of this is it sets the timeline back a year. And now when he comes back, Let's say by some chance they they end up with with Victor, like then you have to try to include Chet into the game plan. Now you have to include Victor into the game plan. Like it's just it's going to be a lot when he eventually comes back next season, and it just sets everything back a year. Does it help their tanking odds this year? Yes, they're not going to be as good this year without somebody like Chet Holmgren. Um, but it is very unfortunate. I was looking forward to watching OKC play because he was an exciting new piece, and I wanted to see how these guys were going to grow together and everything. And now it's like, 
you're just kind of running back the same team as last year. We got we got new people. We got the the two the two Jalen's in there. So I'm I'm interested to watch them. I'm interested just to see like the growth of Shea, the growth of Giddy and everything. But overall, it obviously it sets it sets things back. And that sucks. It's another it's another lost season in OKC. And unfortunately now we don't have the the growth and the excitement of of our number two overall pick to try to, you know, ease the pain a little bit of another just all right losing season i don't know how you feel because i haven't lost as much as you lost like I, I i actually know the feeling of seeing my team my nba team win a championship i know you had that you know that solace that you had a stanley cup winning team but it must be because you're a big nba fan you know as much as you're an nhl fan you're a big nba fan and it must be like torture watching your team lose as much. So I understand why you hate on successful teams like the Los Angeles Lakers so much because you, it's, it's really it's, it's that bitterness. It's that bitterness, Michael Sarah, <laughs> that you're just you're just putting out into the world, and you're like the Knicks fans. I deal with Knicks fans all the time. Knicks fans are utterly miserable. My mom, my mom was a young, a young, a young fragile flower. When the Knicks won a championship in the early 70s, and now we're going on, what, 50 years since? Yeah, this is going to be the 50th year since the Knicks won a championship. And it seems like the OKC Thunder is going to go down that same route of never winning a championship That's for mean. 50 years. Please don't, please don't put compare us to Knicks fans. At least we know our team's not going to be good. Like, we know it. Like, I have no disbelief of like, this is our year. We're going to make the playoffs. Things are going to be great. Even when we had Chet, it's like, maybe I could talk myself into like a, a play-in game that we lose, but I, I really couldn't. I don't think the team would have been good enough then. I have no expectations. I'm not out here acting like we're going to be great and then it all blows up. We're not going to be good. It sucks. What can you do? You just hope that next year is better and everyone's healthy. Ban injuries. I got, I got the... We're good. This this is what matters. Hockey is always going to be ahead of basketball. Always. Hockey oh, was now my this. first favorite sport. It was. Now this. Hockey's Bunch always been my favorite yeah. sport. And, and to A-Shock in the chat, you can't be a sore winner. The Lakers okay. are just, we are just horrible winners because we talk so much shit. When we when we win. You could be a horrible winner. Can't be a sore winner because there's nothing yeah. sore about it. There's nothing sore about it. We're happy. We're happy. But we can be we can be obnoxious when we're I don't happy, think you're happy and we're winning. I don't think I don't think there's real happiness there. Yes. It's always real happiness. Every time I've seen a Laker championship win, it's been utter happiness for my soul. You know what's you know what's worse than not making the playoffs? It's making the NBA finals and losing. I, I would say, you know, oh, I, I went agree. through the I went through the 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 you know the the post Kobe injury years of the Lakers. Yeah. I felt fine not making the playoffs and rebuilding because I was just like, I mean, we're not supposed to win. We're not supposed to be there. I had no expectations. You know, it's the worst feeling that I've had after an NBA season. 2004, making it to the NBA Finals with old ass mailman Carl Malone. Fuck him. <laughs> And the old ass glove, the glove with all the all the stitching out Bunch of it, of holes Gary in it. Payton, yeah. Yeah. 
Kobe Bryant in his prime, who was dropping like 40 every single night, and a banged up Shaquille O'Neal, and I still thought we were going to win the NBA Finals, and we went against a team that had no real superstars on it in the Detroit Pistons, and we lost. That was, I, I, I will admit, I was 16 years old, and I freaking cried. I cried because I was surrounded by family that talks shit about that talks shit to me. Family, my cousin talking shit to me. Then I would I left my I left my sister's house where my cousins were at, where my nephews were at. My nephews were Laker fans, so they wouldn't talk shit. But it was my cousins talking shit. And then I went home and my stepdad, a Knicks fan, talked shit to me as well. He was like, he was like, oh, you're Lakers, yo, Lakers lost. I was like, I, I didn't come home for this. I didn't come home for this. This is this is where the first thought of me leaving home before I was 18 ever came into fruition is when I came home thinking that I could get away from all the trash talking and I still got more trash talking from my stepdad. I'll never forget it. The most miserable season of my life was when the Lakers made it to the finals and we didn't win. I 100% agree with you that like making it that far and not winning is far worse than like missing the playoffs. Cause if you miss the playoffs, fine, like it's a law season, but then like no one cares after that. I mean, the Lakers are a little bit different this past year because they have LeBron James. And if you miss the playoffs with LeBron James, that's kind of a big deal. Uh, and, and uh, uh, you know, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, but like that's sort of a big deal. But if you have no expectation, like the Knicks, the Knicks fans talked a lot of shit and they missed the playoffs. It's like, yeah, well, they just kind of suck. Whatever. It's far, far worse when your team makes it that far and then they end up losing. I mean, I, I can bring up the, the two, just 2016 in general. Panthers in the Super Bowl lost. Thunder blowing a 3-1 lead. Like, just awful to make it that far. This is why I was so afraid of, of the Avs this year of, like, I'm just going to pretend they've, they've already lost. Like we're we're not making it. We're not doing anything. It's over. We've lost. Like I refuse to talk myself into winning because it's just easier to deal with. Because had they made it to the finals and lost, it would have. It just would have been hell. I and also I don't talk a lot of shit, so I hope that like people don't talk shit on me. But people are still gonna do it. Like you know, if they know that's your team, people are still gonna be like, "Oh, that's your team. You suck. They suck." That's why I just block people. It's like fuck them. Like. I ain't dealing See, with that shit. It, it wasn't even social media for me. You should have blocked your days. family, SP3. <laughs> you should have just blocked them all. It wasn't even social media. And that's why I say that what y'all call the Mickey Mouse champion in 2020. It counts. You know why? Because if Miami would have beat us, y'all would have all been still talking shit about my Lakers. Oh, oh, you guys were the number one seed. It doesn't matter if it was just in a pandemic. Miami Heat, they overcame it all. They beat Boston. They beat Milwaukee. They beat the Lakers. Y'all would have still been talking. So don't tell me the championship. The championship doesn't count to y'all because the Lakers won it. That's why. Let's be real. Let's be real. It doesn't. It's a Mickey Mouse championship. Good on LeBron that he ridiculousness. You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> uh, how do we think the Nets are going to do this year? Um, oh yeah, the, real quickly. The fiance says you were miserable when they won. 100% I was because I just assumed they were going to lose. Oh yes, I was completely miserable Literally until the final milliseconds 
of game six when, when they actually won. I was completely miserable. I I know this. I know this. I'm terrible <laughs> to deal with during this time. She asked me, she asked me the other week, she's like, well, now that they won, like is next season gonna be like easier in the playoffs? Like you're gonna be like, oh, you know, it's okay. You got a championship out of it. Like you're just not gonna take it as hard. It's very honest. And I was just like, I did almost block Caden. Katie, you're trying to message me during games. You're like, oh, are we talking hockey? Like, nobody is supportive. Nobody is supportive. I was supportive. No, no, oh, when I, the well, game is going away. on. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. Away. When the game, when the game <laughs> is going on, nobody is actually supportive. And and I, I love my fiance more more than anything in the world. She, bless her. She just like sits there and like she talks a little bit. She's like semi-supportive in that she just kind of gets like how I'm going to be on Twitter. None of you idiots are supportive. I love all of you. None of you are supportive when, when the actual game's going on and you message me, like it doesn't matter what you're replying to. Even if it's like, it'll be okay. Even if it's like good win, you're not actually being supportive. None of you. You're all great. You're all idiots. But she asked me like, is it going to be okay now that you want a title and everything? And I'm like, I would like to say like, yes, that like the next next season it could be like oh we lost in the second round it's okay we won last year it's cool we got our championship yeah you're shaking your head and I'm like yeah I would like to say that I'd like to pretend that's what, what's gonna happen I already know when the playoffs roll around and like we have expectations of like repeating and everything it's gonna be I'm gonna be just as miserable because be that's the thing that's the thing when you win a championship now the expectations are there you could have been you could have you could have when you make it far even if you're a number one seed people expect you to do well that's one thing but when you win a championship and then going into the next season no the pressure is even more that's why the greatest season that i ever i ever saw as a as a kid or as an adult is the 2001 uh nba playoffs and 2002 for that matter and the 2010 of uh, a season all those seasons when the lakers won back to back or three peated those are my favorite seasons to watch because the expectation was high everybody was gutting for us everybody wanted to talk crap about us if we lost if we lost one game in a playoff series yo you i i tell you i've never heard more crap being talked about my Lakers than when the Sacramento Kings was up 3-2 to us. Thank you to that referee who took the payoff. Thank you. Um, But I never heard so much crap in my life outside of that. I heard even more crap from my friend. One of my friends, he's from Rhode Island. He's a Celtics fan. He was talking so much crap going into that to that playoffs. Even though they had injuries going in, he was like, we're still going to beat y'all. So you know I had the satisfaction of seeing my Lakers beat the Celtics too for 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 a back-to-back championship, solidifying Kobe's legacy. Greatest feelings in the world. I don't think expectations are as high for us this season because we did like our second line's kind of a mess right now. We'll we'll see what happens. But they're they're still hot. When you're a championship team and you're returning more or less your core, uh we we lost again, we lost our second line center, but we're still returning like our our best players and our best line and everything. Like when you're like, they're still going to be high. So and if they, if you sleepwalk through the regular season, people just expect you to turn it up in the playoffs. And then if you have a great regular season, 
then you're still expected to just go far in the playoffs. Uh, I'm not putting too much into the regular season. We'll see. I'll enjoy the games. I'll have fun. I'm, I'm going to be miserable. I already, she says, you can't win every year. They should. It'd be, life would be a lot easier if, if that was the case. I understand as a, baby, I understand as a Browns fan, you're not used to winning anything. So you just got to kind of let me, let me have this and just, we sorry that my team wins. I understand as a Browns fan, you're just used to misery. Now I'm used to a little bit of success. So now it's going to be more difficult. Damn. It's going to be difficult. Tough. Tough. Browns Browns are eating shrooms on the sidelines just to get through the... Did you see this? Did you see this, no, SB3? Oh, let me not. pull this up. Hold on. Hold on. I'll get, the, I'll get this picture. I bet, I bet he had a good time. Whoever was eating the shrooms on the sideline had a good Hold time. On. Let me pull this up. Uh, I think I think it was a shock. Uh, real quick, I want to I want to answer this. I think it was a shock. Oh, oh go ahead. A shock is just comment. Just one time, the the sun should win the NBA championship. Oh, How about God. you get rid of Chris Paul? Maybe you do that. that maybe you do that. Maybe you won't choke. Maybe you coming. won't choke. Uh, all, that, think... all that stuff you talking about the Lakers and you're a Suns fan? A Suns fan? How many times you had to see your team choke? You guys choked against. You, you guys have choked in the different eras that are in the A2 You choked in the Jordan era. Did they choke in the Jordan? In my the God, you choked in the Kobe era. You choked in the modern era. Did, like, did they know, choke? Like, okay. All right. Did they choke in the Jordan era? Like... Charles Barkley, he's like Jordan's just God. What are you gonna do? He he's he was there. the MVP. He was yeah, the MVP. but they gave him the MVP much the same reason they gave Karl Malone the MVP. They were just like, eh, we're tired of giving it to Jordan. That's all that was. Choke. That's all that was. The Suns, the the seven seconds or less Suns are is like my favorite team of all time. Like non non Thunderbirds, shit, they're probably better than or more fun than the Thunder versions. Those some of those teams were miserable. Um, but Steve Nash, I don't know how many people know this, but for anyone who doesn't know, Steve Nash is like my favorite like non Thunder, non Jordan favorite player of all time. Love Steve Nash, absolutely love him. It's a, it's a shame he's stuck with Kevin Durant trying to coach him and Kyrie Irving trying to coach them in the NBA. Uh, so like the seven seconds less or Suns are like one of my favorite teams. And they, that's the team that got me back into basketball, like after the Jordan stuff. Like I'd watch from afar. That's a team that really brought – like did that team really choke? Like I don't think people thought of them as championships. I know Steve Nash won two MVPs, but I don't think people really saw them he shouldn't as have. championships. As I'll, give him one. I'll give him one. I'll give him one of those. Yeah, I understand. He shouldn't have one back to back. I understand. But like they they may have beaten the Spurs if Amari doesn't get suspended. Like that whole thing. Like, I don't know if that team actually choked. Like the the Chris Paul Suns the past couple seasons. I can't really defend that one. (laughs) I can't defend that Suns team. Because they should have beat the Mavericks. The Bucks, you were up to 2-0. You were up 2-0 on the Bucks. Like the Bucks are a good team. The Bucks are a good team. You should have beat the Mavericks. At least make at least make the conference finals there. At least make the conference finals there. All right. Choke artists. Um, They've choked in in three different eras. Three different eras. My lord. A shock asks without being a character other than Taylor Swift or something. Your favorite artist listen to? I'm not gonna lie. I listen to just a lot of shit that I grew up listening to. Like I'll still listening. To, I'll still listen to some Marshall Mathers. 
uh, new and old, although some of the newer stuff is just that double yeah. time rap. I'm just like, eh, can yeah. we not? Yeah. Can we just I can't like, follow that too? Yeah, it was great in yeah. Rap God, but when he kept doing it, I was right? Like, <laughs> like now it's like every track. It's like, come on, come on, dude. Like I know you got more skills than this. Can we just not do double time rap every single time? But I'll, I'll still listen to a lot of that. A lot of the artists you guys actually mentioned, I do like. I think I I muted you, Ace Shock, for for saying Rihanna. Here's a hot take for you. And it, no, no bit. I truly believe this. Rihanna's better than Beyonce. I 100% in my soul believe that. I will listen to the, some of the bangers Rihanna's got over some of the stuff. Lemonade, Lemonade, good album. Uh, like overall yeah. complete package, good album. Rihanna just got bangers though, like just hits that I will I will listen to over and over again. Like I, I'll listen to Rihanna. Um, I I really listen to just like a lot of just Taylor Swift and Eminem because those are my two favorites and I'm just going to keep listening to them. The new stuff, I don't listen to. I do like Olivia Rodrigo. I do like her. Um, the very like young Taylor Swift, just like let me write about boys who have wronged me. Love that shit. It's great. Um, oh, like uh, SP3 mentioned Alanis. I mean, Jagged Little Pill is a classic. I do love that album. Uh, I, I listen to like a lot of the, the old school kind of rap, like, Shady Aftermath era, Fifty Cent, Doctor Dre. Oh yeah, Snoop, all, I still listen that. to that. Tony yeah, Yayo. I wrote an article about Tony Yayo. I, I know. I saw yeah. that. I saw that. I was it's like, you took myself. me back. Oh, oh, you, you <laughs> know what this is? Oh man, that took me back. Uh, yeah, but GUnet. I still, yeah, I still listen to a lot of stuff that I grew up with. Like there, there's albums that will never get old to me. Get Rich or Die Trying. Uh, be uh, ready to die. Uh, like you said, Eminem, Marshall Mathers LP, uh, Eminem show. I listen to, I will listen to those tracks until I'm probably old. And my kids are like, what is this? What is this old stuff you're listening to? It was like, this was a banger, man. This is one of the greatest albums of all time. No skips. Uh, yeah. yeah Jay Z, I, I will listen to, um, classic Jay Z. Yeah. Yeah, classic, classic Jay Z. I would, I would listen to the probably the, the only one that's like a later album of Jay Z's that I listen to is like American Gangsta. Maybe that's like yeah, that's got some nice tracks on it though. Yeah, that, that's got yeah. a couple. That's got a couple of hits on there. Yeah. Um, Caden, Caden says, "Where's the that? Uh, what team did I support before OKC? I was, I was a Bulls fan, just a Jordan fan, and then." Once Jordan left, I didn't really support anybody. And then I like the Suns, um, and I like Steve Nash, but I wasn't like full support. I, I don't have any Suns gear or anything. I just really like, I just like the team, and I like Steve Nash. I did buy that book that was written about them. That was really good. Um, and then, then I liked OKC just because I understood they were Seattle beforehand. I like, I got that, but then they moved to Oklahoma City, and it felt like a new franchise. And it felt like a new franchise because it was just a lot of young players. So it's not like it was yeah. like, Hey, we relocated, but then we still have all these old holdovers from Seattle. It felt just like a new team. So I was like, and I like Kevin Durant in when I, when I was in college. Uh, so I was just like, ah, I like Durant. I'll kind of just support where he's at. And it feels like a new team. So I just kind of became a, became a Thunder fan. Um, I tried telling Portland, choose your Durant. Don't go with Odin. Everyone was talking about Odin. I was like, yo, Odin is old as hell in college. What are you what are you drafting him number one for? Always messed up. The fiance says I've got you listening to great. Her music screams at me, SP3. Like it just yells. I don't understand it. 
It's the other day, she's like cleaning. She's like cleaning and just like, I can hear it. She does listen to that. She does listen to System of a Down. I don't mind that song, uh, Chop Suey. But like, she listens to this other stuff. It's just like, I don't get these lyrics. She's in the other room. I just hear the music screaming at me. It's like, why are they so angry at me? I, I didn't do anything wrong. Why are they so mad at me? Uh, JJ mentioned Shakira. Shakira fucking rules. All right? Hips don't lie. That's a oh, yeah. banger. We're playing we're playing that at the wedding. Dude, do some belly dancing. You know? Nobody wants to see that. But hips that's don't a, lie. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a, that's a karaoke song for me. I'm not even joking. Like, I'll, I'll listen to that a karaoke or I'll, I'll do that karaoke Kevin Durant staying SB3 you excited I am I'm ecstatic KD is going to be working with my, my family Kyrie and they're going to finally make it to the conference finals ladies and gentlemen they're finally going to do it they're finally going to win uh, you know a playoff series together together KD and Kyrie. Now, honestly, this this is no bit. This is no joke. I think they're one of the strongest teams in the East. If they're healthy and they're playing, they can they can be a top four seed in the East. Okay, like I I don't disagree that they're a top four seed. Like I on paper, yes. I don't know what this team actually like looks like and does because. Durant and Kyrie, a lot of your turn, my turn stuff. Like we saw that a lot last year. You factor in Ben Simmons, who's not played basketball in a year. How does he fit in? I don't even know the pieces they have around this team. I guess Joe Harris is back and he's going to play. I think they've traded for Royce O'Neal. Like that, that's a nice little pickup. I I feel like they traded for him. I could be completely off base on that. That was the, the Brian Windhurst team. I should probably like look this up and, see if that was the team who actually acquired Royce O'Neal. Yeah, Brooklyn Nets. Okay. So I like the Royce O'Neal pickup. On paper, not a bad team. Honestly. Like, not a bad team on paper. Money Mark says Seth Curry. Okay. None of this. This is not a bad team at all. But this is where it comes into the team chemistry thing. How does this shake out if Durant is unhappy and they start losing games? How are... What kind of page are him and Kyrie on? What happens if Ben Simmons wants to sit out some games? What happens if Ben Simmons just ain't very good anymore? And I don't think that's going to be the case, mind you. I think Ben Simmons will still be like a good basketball player. But how does he integrate? There's still a lot of question marks around Brooklyn. I like the team on paper. I mean, you got Kevin Durant. What happens if Durant gets injured again? And then like you just have Kyrie trying to just carry the scoring. Like there, There's a lot of question marks around this team still. I, are they top four? Yeah, Boston, Milwaukee. Those are the only teams that I'm very comfortable saying they are better than, than Brooklyn. Miami is I like... Miami. Yeah, I can understand Miami. Um, it's not like Miami has question marks. I'm just not like super sold on them as as like a, a high-powered team. And I understand they made the conference finals last year and they made the finals a couple years ago and like they have a good team on paper. And like, I think Spolstra's like top two coach in the league. I don't know. Miami, I don't know how sustainable they're, they're going to be from last year. That That's kind of my issue with, with Miami is I just don't know how sustain, sustainable that's going to be. Philly, they're going to be there. I, I don't know how good, how much Harden has left, but 
Embiid's great. They made some good, like, little minor moves, even though trying to run back Houston from five years ago when these guys are all five years older is a little questionable. And I don't know how much Harden has left in the tank. I'm not, like, super comfortable putting uh, Philly above them. The only Again, the only two teams I'm comfortable is Milwaukee and Boston. That Those are the two teams where I'm like, yeah, they're better than Brooklyn. After that, the teams I just mentioned, Miami, Brooklyn, uh, and, and Philly – like those teams are all right there kind of in that mix of who could be yeah. the, the third best team. Yeah, and we might be completely wrong and have someone like, you know, the Bulls or the Raptors oh, like sneak into, into the uh into the top 4, but yeah, at, on paper going into this next season, I think the the Nets will be a top 4 seed. It really depends on what they what Ben Simmons we get. If we get the Ben Simmons of two, three years ago, I think they'll be fine. Uh, They don't need to count on him to really deliver in the playoffs. All he has to do in the playoffs really is play good defense and just shoot the ball when he's open under the basket. That's all he has to do. He didn't do against the Atlanta Hawks uh, two years ago. But I think that he's going to be better this year. And I think that the Nets have a – Well, he didn't play last year. It can't be worse. Well, this is true. This is true. But I just think that the team is going to play better than they did last year with Ben Simmons involved, with Kyrie playing more often. They don't have to deal with all this all this other stuff that they've been dealing with, with a healthy Kevin Durant. I'm not going to go on on the limb that I did last year and I said Kevin Durant was going to be MVP. You fooled me once, shame on me. You can't fool me again. It's not going to happen again. I'm not going to do that. But I think KD is going to be better. The The two teams in the East that I think is going to be better than them for sure is Milwaukee, Boston, for sure. I agree with you there. I think Miami is going to be better than them as well. So that's why I say that they're going to be a top four seed. I think the Sixers is the only one that will deny them for that fourth spot. Because I think I think the Sixers, a full year of Harden and Embiid might be, you know, better and have better chemistry with each other and have a better rhythm that they developed over, you know, the last year, the last half of last season, as well as during the offseason and training camp. They're going to have more rhythm with each other. They're going to blend very well. Add the Bulls. The Bulls, I feel like, might be the New York Knicks of this coming season, where the Knicks two years ago made the playoffs. Everybody was like, man, the Knicks got a great future. And then they turned around and not make the playoffs this this last season. I could see the Bulls going in that direction. For when we do our NBA preview, I might have the Bulls in the top 10. So at least at, at a play-in a play-in seed or maybe even a low playoff seed. But I have no real faith in the Bulls too much. But the East is the East is very interesting, but not as interesting as the West. I think the West is gonna be a lot of shuffling. I think the Golden State Warriors should be known as the favorite, but the Clippers have gotten better, the T Wolves have gotten better. Uh, so yeah, the Grizzlies are still growing as a as a team. I think Dallas, Luca, if Luca gets better, the whole team's gonna get better. We saw that last season. So yeah, all the, the West is gonna be a lot of shuffling around of what we saw last season going into this season. We will have our big NBA preview in a couple of weeks, really. It's the end of August. Yeah. Like yeah. Coming up, coming up quickly here. Coming up very quickly. Um, here's this picture by the way, of Brown's players just deciding 
Let's just eat some shrooms on the sideline. It's not 100% confirmed that this is drugs. I just want to make that very clear. But <laughs> there's something there, you know? Hey, that looks like some weed. It looks like some it does. weed right there. It that does. Like... My 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 friend who pe- people, he's been on the show, Samer, he, yes. he says that these look kind of like shrooms. I'm not saying Samer is a drug expert. I'm not saying I condone what Samer does. I am saying Samer likes to have fun. And if anyone would know, I would trust his opinion on this stuff. Oh. Hey, I'm not saying I've taken shrooms before, but it does look like shrooms. That's all I will say. <laughs> ah, yes, the Cleveland Browns. Bless them. Um, challenge, SB3. Challenge. It's an individual game. I'm trying to pull up the draft. It's an individual game now. The The algorithm is donezo. You know who's not donezo? Enzo, not donezo. Hey, hey, I got I got one person who survived the elimination. I'm happy about that. But the reason why I had my hands on my head is my lord, my la- I think she's my last woman in this in this whole draft. Sarah came off the worst in yeah. this episode. Like I've never been so frustrated with someone watching the challenge that I've been with her because she was just out of control. Like she was so desperate to make her money. She wanted to go against Enzo. And it's just like, that makes no sense. What are you doing? You're going to go into elimination. What to just, Oh, I, I can be the first woman who's gone against a man in elimination. That's not true. That's not true. Like, why do you have people that are going with this nonsensical argument? Because none of these people in this in this season have watched the challenge before. The first ever season, season seven, the gauntlet that had eliminations. You had Sarah. Sarah in that season, she beat men in the very first elimination that ever happened on a season of the challenge. You don't even have to go that far into the history. Season 32, final reckoning. Cam and Kaylee defeated Kyle and Brad in one of the more improbable upsets in in challenge elimination history. Sarah was god awful like i i honestly wanted to release her from my challenge team after watching this episode because i've never been this frustrated with someone watching this because nothing she said made any damn sense thankfully one of my other draftees ben won and was just like this makes no sense for your game it makes no sense for my game i'm not doing it i first off Great, great piece of uh, trivia and challenge knowledge there, SB3. Much appreciated. With Sarah, I do wonder. I like. I legitimately think she wanted to go in. She's got to get money. She's got to get money to qualify for the final because it ain't there. But right but now. even if she beat Enzo, she wouldn't qualify. <laughs> he well, didn't have enough money. Well, you still got to get money somehow. You got to figure out a way. I'm pretty sure. I don't, I don't watch the next week stuff. It feels like Sarah is going to go in next week. Like whatever happens, unless she wins, obviously, if she wins the daily, then that's one thing. But otherwise, like it feels like she's going in next week. I do wonder how much like she would have been able to go in if it wasn't Hall Brawl. Like I wonder if the producers 
or like, hey, it's Hall Brawl, like we ain't sending you in here for this. If it's a puzzle or some type of like climbing challenge or whatever, it's like, yeah, sure. There's no like physical disadvantage on this kind of stuff. But Hall Brawl, you can't really send Sarah in there again because Enzo murdered Leo in this thing. He but even even if it wasn't Hall Brawl, you got to understand, like, what if this week was like a puzzle and they allowed that? What stops them from the next week when if Alyssa, say Alyssa is the, the last person in there, what's going to stop a Tyson or a Danny from being like, oh, send me in there. Send me in there against Alyssa. You let Sarah go against Enzo. Send me in there. Let me get my, my money by beating Alyssa in an elimination. Like, the, it would have threw off everything. It would have yeah. ruined everything. That's why it was the most nonsensical argument I've ever heard on a season of the challenge. That's fair. I mean, I, I'm with you on that. I still wonder if it was some type of puzzle, but you're right. Like then you set a precedent of, okay, so can guys throw themselves in there against girls like that? It'd have to continue to just be puzzles and just non-physical competitions essentially to try to even the playing field. Cause you can't do any type of like physical, you can't do a pole wrestle between Tyson and Angela. And no, no offense to Angela. That probably ain't ending well for her. It's just, it's not. So, yeah, I understand. Like, you can't set that precedent. Look, she tried. It didn't work. She did come off terrible, though. Like, she she was whiny. It just, just went a challenge. Just went a challenge. And she she can't, she can't do it. She can't do it. Like, SB3. I was on her. I was on her side after, you know, Tyson threw her in. And I understand her beef with, like, Angela. But how dare you? How dare she came off bad from the instinct. They the first confessional Jay gave her, she's like, Yeah, you know, Angela hasn't really proven herself yet. You know, she's been carried by I she's been carried by you know other other um people that are her partner, and this is her first time. This is my best Sarah impersonation that I can do. Um, this is her <laughs> first time. Um, you, you know, she can really prove herself to me, and she lost. She lost, ladies and gentlemen. Spoiler alert. She lost to Angela. They were the top two, and Angela was faster than her in the daily. And that's why I was I was totally with Angela after hearing about Sarah trying to politic to get into the simulation. She was just like, Sarah, how about you win a daily? How yeah. about you focus on that? Maybe that's just what you should do to get your money. Uh, so Leo is gone. It was Leo and Enzo in the, it was a hall brawl and Enzo just ran through this man. He, he completely ran through this man. I almost felt bad for Leo, except I don't really care about him. Uh, and he's not on my team either. So Cher has lost Leo. Enzo still alive for you. My female side still looking strong. Oh, I'm I'm in a good spot. Next week we do have females. It'd be good if like two of my mine are not pitted against each other. We'll see. But if I can if I can survive next week, I'll I'll be feeling very good about things. But we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, that was another good episode though. That was a that was another good episode. We got Hall Brawl for the first time in the um in this iteration of the challenge. One person you mentioned like Sarah doesn't watch the the challenge or anything. You know who does? watch the challenge sb3 who's on the show you know who watches the challenge with with his uh with his wife kiki 
<laughs> he made my sure. wife Kiki. Yeah, he made sure to mention he watches the challenge with his wife Kiki. <laughs> um, you know, you know, I was shocked because I think his first confessional of this episode, he didn't say his wife Kiki. I was like, oh my god, he didn't it's, say it. He didn't. I say thought it. he, he did. didn't say his it's got, I swear, it's a bit at this point. I swear, like they don't use any of his confessional footage unless he mentions Kiki. They're like, oh no, no. you didn't say Kiki. We can't use that footage. Like I swear, it's a bit at this point. I I think it is a bit because so one of the like reviewers that I watch after I finished watching the episode, he's mentioned that on his season of Survivor, he never mentioned his wife Kiki. So he feels like he went when he went home, his wife like badgered that into him. Oh, you never <laughs> mentioned me. You never even mentioned me. So now that he's on the challenge, he has to mention her every freaking confessional. My wife Kiki. My wife Kiki. My wife Kiki. My wife Kiki. You know she she. She made me jump off the cliff. <laughs> is it? This is what we gotta do when we're we're tag teaming on the circle, SV3. We just gotta yeah. continue to give shouts to our significant others, or else we're just, they're just never gonna use our footage, or we're gonna come home and they're gonna be like, "How come you didn't mention us?" I'm sorry, fuck, my bad. That's that's how we gotta gotta do it. Uh, Ashok, you can ask a wrestling question. It's fine if it comes from the chat. It's okay. I don't know if we'll answer it, but you can ask it. Um, Feel free. Feel free. Yeah. Caden's here. I don't know what the fuck he wants to talk about, but it looks like his camera is awful. I'm not going to keep him on very long. If you have that UK SB3 internet, if, that's, that's if he ain't talking about up. his wife Kiki, I don't want to hear it. What do you want, Caden? This might be a complete train wreck. It already is. the The video is terrible. That <laughs> I don't know how the audio is going to be. You look like you're in Can a you fun hear me? place. A little I bit. Can you hear place. us? I can hear y'all. Okay. I am in Disney World. Oh, that's great, Caden. I have <laughs> terrible memories. I have terrible memories of Disney World. I do not want to relive them. So, great, great job, Caden. Have a good time. He didn't even mention his wife, Kiki. <laughs> I hope, I hope nobody breaks up with you at Disney World, Caden. Enjoy. Uh, A-Shock, bro, I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Caden just giving me flashbacks of PTSD here, and I'm not I'm not about that. Not about that. Caden, you I can leave. It. You've upset me. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> He's upset me. Um, You you did mention you watched uh, F-Boy Island yeah. last night. While I watch the 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After with my significant other, and Big Ed is back on TV. That's all I guess. Big Ed is back. He's with his fiance. He's, oh, he's, he's doing nude massages. He comes out nude with his with awful. his tummy out, and he's awful. they're blanking out his private parts. Big Ed is back on television, and I've never been happier. This. This sounds awful. I'm glad Big Ed is back because uh, Big Ed is a one of the greatest television characters of all time. Seems very creepy, uh, very creepy guy. I don't know how up and up he is, but uh, like as far as like good television goes, yeah, he's he's there. He is there. Very good television character. 
first line he says, Jeremy, he's with his new fiance, and he's like, he's like, uh, she's mentioning like, yeah, our sex life is so much better now. He he says, yeah, she calls me daddy sometimes. Oh, <laughs> this fucking guy. This guy, man. I'm happy Big Ed is back. I'm happy for you, SP3. I, I don't know if I'll ever catch up on the 90 Day Fiance universe. Way too much just going on. Way way too many shows out there. But for the 90 Day Fiance fans, good that Big Ed. Good that Big Ed is uh, is there because he's great television. He's great television. Yes. Kaden, so tell me about F-Boy Island. Oh, real quickly. Kaden, they, they shouldn't have let you in. To, 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 well, they he don't meet the name. height requirement for any of the rides. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> that hair he does. His hair is very thick. Thick hair. Uh, so, F Boy Island. Do you know the premise of this show, SP3? Have I explained no. the premise of the show? Oh, okay. No. So, here, here's the premise they got these three women, and then they go to this island. And there's, I don't know, I don't remember how many people there are, but let's say for argument's sake, like, there's 20. And like half of them are nice guys. And half of them are fuck boys. And the the women have to basically like weed out who is who. And they pick one at the end of like who they want to be with and everything. And like some of the fuck boys are trying. There's this guy this season. He got eliminated first episode. His name was Lukash. Lukash was his name. And he's a fuck boy, but he tried to play as a nice guy. And he tried to play like, I'm a homeschooled pianist. I just had my first kiss last year. I'm still a virgin. Like, I felt so bad for this guy. I was like, oh, this poor guy. Like, he's, 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 he just wants to be loved. Like, he's been homeschooled. Like, he's been homeschooled his whole life. Like, this, this guy's never gotten laid or anything. Now, fiance is like, oh, he's nervous. Like, he's very good at playing, like, nervous. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, he's, he was so good. Fiance is like, he's probably never been around, like, a beautiful woman. Like, the, he's got three beautiful women with him. He's like, probably never been around women as beautiful before. Like, he's just very nervous and everything. And he gets eliminated because the women were scared off by like the the virgin and first kiss kind of thing. So he played it like too far into the nice guy realm. But then like when he gets eliminated, you reveal like, okay, is he an F boy or is he a nice guy? He's like, I'm a fuck boy. I'm going back to LA. I got a roster full of women. And like, girl, if you want to be on it, when, when you come back, like, let me know, we can hook up and everything. I was like, no, no, Lucas. I was feeling so bad for you. I feel so bad for you, Lucas. These men are the worst men in the entire world. Like they, they're legitimate fuckboys. They they're just trying to like fuck with these women and just trying to like fuck them literally. And they're trying to win the money and everything. Just the worst, most terrible human beings in the world. And it makes for great television. The first season is like some of the best trash reality TV of all time. And like we haven't been watching a lot of trash reality um, over the over the summer. We watched just like reruns of, of Shit's Creek and Thirty Rock. We just went through like a series of those. So last night, oh man, like, we so we need to talk about Shit's Creek because that's one of my oh, favorite yeah. TV shows of all time. Oh, we'll talk about we'll talk about Shit's Creek. Um, I got a lot of Shit's Creek stories. Uh, so, oh hold on. Oh yeah yeah. So so she the fiance is messaging me and says, "Tell SB three that if the girl picks a nice guy, they split the hundred k. But if she picks a fuck boy, then the fuck boy can take the money." And so I, w- I won't spoil. I won't spoil anything of what that's happened crazy. in season one. So if people want to watch season one, but yeah, that's like the the big thing at the end. So the fuck boy, like he can just he can take the money or he can split it 
with with the girl and like he makes that decision so it's basically like has the fuck boy changed or was he just here to win the money like that that's kind of the thing just the worst humans in the world the absolute worst humans and we hadn't watched a lot of trash and so i'm like googling what are some good trash reality television and like fuck boy Adam came up on this list i was like well we watched season one but i was like when is this coming back it's got to be coming back soon and then I Googled and I saw that like season two, the full season is already out there. I was like, I just got the biggest smile on my face. Like she's on her computer doing stuff. I'm just like, there's a huge grin. And she's like, what, what's up? What's up? And I just, I turned on HBO max and she's like, fuck boy Island. Is it back? And I'm like, yes, we were so excited for that. This show is back. So go watch fuck boy Island. Everybody. Great, terrible reality television. Everyone watches yes. this stuff. Uh, it's it's fantastic. We'll watch it. We'll watch it. We took your recommendation for Too Hot to Handle, and we yeah, ran through shit. all three seasons of that. So yeah, we, when we're when we're back in the states and we have HBO Max, we're we're watching uh, F Boy Island. We have new material to watch because we don't know. Well, ninety days they have ninety day happily ever after with Big Ed, and that and they also have yeah. ninety day fiance UK out here which is almost as horrible. It, it gives you very much like first seasons of uh, like, they got this one guy who's going out with this, uh, this, this woman from like, um, I think she's from like uh, Asian Pacific or something. Some Spain, Spanish country and her son it looks full on Spanish. Like all his other siblings, all the other kids that she had before him, and he he's apparently uh, she's apparently made this guy from the UK who's South African white guy who's like chubby made him think that this kid is his when the kid looks nothing like him at all like it's 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 over it's we me and me and the missus watch this and we're always like that ain't your kid get a paternity test that ain't your kid like what are we doing here so yes. 90 day UK is uh very, very good. But I did not know you watched Shits Creek. That that, that oh, popped yeah. me when you said that. A lot of a lot of Shits Creek stories. We're we're definitely gonna need like a, a full podcast for that. So I can't yes. can't get we into can it do that. at the end of the show. We can um, do that next week. I also just started my rewatch of the OC. I just finished nice. season one of the OC and season one is still is still peak. Peak teen soap opera, teen drama of all yeah. time. Can I just say this? Like, I I didn't realize that it's like twenty seven episodes in the first season. Yeah. You get like that's like that's like nowadays that's like three seasons worth. You get in one season and just like the <laughs> twist and turns with everything that goes on. Like people don't understand the OC was iconic. It was iconic for its time. Like everybody talks about your Beverly Hills 90210 and stuff. Like that was one generation, but OC brought us into the tw- the 2000s with teen dramas. It was, it was. We, we'll have to do uh, our OC watch. We got to get Maggie on to talk about that as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, A Shock wants to know what's your take on Rashad Wallace. I assume that's is that Rashid Wallace or is there Rashid Wallace? Wallace? Um, both teams played hard. <laughs> All right, SV3. You want to plug? You want to plug anything before we get out of here? 
Follow me on the Twitter machine at TrueHillSP3. I'll be back on your uh, screens on YouTube later today, 3 p.m. Eastern time on ITR Clips YouTube channel with uh, Alex McCarthy and Satin Nyangi from Monday Night Live. Got a Can I of- say, I, sorry to cut you off. Can I say how awesome Sat is? Like, I've never done a show with Satty until we did a Greg Cherry show. His, his game show and i've never i, I knew of sat from you I, I i apologize to him like i didn't follow him on twitter because i just i'm bad at like refollowing and stuff but like this is the first time i shared a screen on him and he's burying me because you know we we have our, our rivalry on pillar to post and he's like talking all this shit on me I'm like i'm with my guy sp3 like i gotta defend him jeremy's always trying to screw him over on pillar to post like i ain't having that and everything i was like i was cracking up during his <laughs> intro when he was doing all this shit sat fucking rules that he he is tremendous he is tremendous so just so, shout out so shout proud out of him so proud of him. He's doing work with uh Russell Talk. He was on the yeah. podcast, did the news show. So, yes, that's my guy right there. Uh this week we're also doing uh previews over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel tomorrow. Clash at the Castle preview. I'll try to get either Alex or Sat, someone from the UK for that, even though Jeremy says I'm from the UK now. Uh also going to do a Worlds Collide, NXT Worlds Collide uh preview on Wednesday and then Friday we got our all out preview with special guest of Fightful from Grab City, Righteous Reg is going to be joining us on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. So check that out. There you go. Everyone, everyone support SP3 and all he does at True Heel SP3. We'll be back sometime this week with some other content. I don't know. Keep it locked to Fightful Overbooked. Everyone go check out a new episode of Tag Talk that dropped yesterday. Check out a new episode of, of Tim and Joel Pod, new episode of Newsworthy back on twitch streaming at some point this week um there's some some wrestling game probably keep doing shane mcmahon season mode on WWE smackdown twitch.tv slash fightful gaming everyone can go check that out guys thank you thank you for joining us here on fmc we'll be back next next tuesday i should go ahead and make that clear now next tuesday will be fmc not monday because tony Khan's going to talk for for five hours at five in the morning and sp3 is going to be there so he might want to sleep a little I probably won't sleep, but maybe I'll sleep in a little bit. Regardless, it's Tuesday for FMC next week. All right, everybody. Bye, everyone. Enjoy your week. Bye. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.